You are listening to Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law. Plain talk about intellectual property. Please welcome your host, Leticia Caminero. Hello from Washington, D.C. This is episode 7. Today we will talk with a unique creator. He's a scientist turned artist. His creations come in different mediums and some of them are created with artificial intelligence. In the previous episode, we talked about artificial intelligence and how it revolutionizes intellectual property and the world in general. But artificial intelligence and other new technologies are not the only engines of change affecting intellectual property. Our society has been involved for quite some time now in what is known as the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is more than a technological revolution. It is also a socioeconomic revolution. Our traditional paradigms of work, interpersonal relationships, and all other aspects of our lives are changing. We do not yet know precisely where we're going, but we can recognize a direction with a more open, more connected, and more inclusive society. The way we innovate and create is also changing. Instead of only innovating in complete secrecy, we now have many open and collaboration models, such as patent pools, open access, open innovation, and open source. Likewise, innovation and creation is no longer exclusively a human endeavor. Now we have creative artificial intelligence. If you would like to learn more about the transformations to intellectual property, I invite you to read my essay, which received the first prize in the essay competition of the International Association for the Protection of Intellectual Property, AIPPI. The essay is titled Boosted by the Pandemic, Intellectual Property has a Collaboration Tool. It's available on the AIPPI website, aippi.org. Now, let's discover how our guest creates art with artificial intelligence. Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law, plain talk about intellectual property. Today, we have the great pleasure of talking with a multimedia artist and scientist. His work encompasses the integration of media and arts with genomics, machine learning, and tango culture. My name is Martin Calvino. I am originally from Uruguay, although I have been living in New Jersey, United States since 2006. And as a consequence of that, I am now a U.S. citizen. I am 42 years old and most of the time I feel like in my 20s and occasionally like in my 60s, especially after several days of nonstop hard work. I consider myself a multimedia artist, and previous to that, I was a scientist in the field of plant molecular genetics and genomics. Around 2016, I switched careers from science to art, and I have been practicing my profession as a independent artist in a full-time manner. Thus, I do not have a relationship to an academic institution or, or business. Nonetheless, I would like to say that I actively collaborate with scientists from universities in the U.S. and abroad, especially in the departments of plant biology and computer science. That's quite a change. A scientist from a very specific field of science to an artist. 
Tell us about your work. What do you create? What is your art? My art practice involves several lines of artistic research and inquiry. Today, I would like to discuss with you uh, three of these lines. One has to do with the creation of artworks in which the visual elements composing the piece um, are uh, created by a combination of genomics with uh, computational tools borrowed from the field of bioinformatics and creative coding. So each artwork I do along this line of work is a hybrid composition between data visualization and abstract art. So you will uh, you will see in my artworks that there are, there is a high degree of, of of data visualization from genomic segments derived from plants such as rice, sorghum, and maize, and and these visualizations are combined with with geometric abstract elements of my own making. So you could consider that that my working in this space is a kind of um, uh, truly integrative of of, of science and an art. The second line of artistic research, and this is a bit more recent compared to the first one I just described, has to do with the implementation of machine learning and artificial intelligence algorithms for, for art making, also for the detection of political ideology and the creation of tango lyrics. So in this uh, work, what I do is uh, I train machine learning algorithms with different data sets that I create myself, such as uh, data sets from images entirely derived from my artistic portfolio, data sets with um, uh, tango lyrics, and data sets with uh, news articles from newspaper. In the first case, I use machine learning to to generate abstract paintings that resemble my artistic um, style because the machine learns from, from images of my work. I later incorporate the machine output into my own physical painting and as I repeat this process, my art co-evolves along with the machine. So I have uh, named this procedure or, or artistic process coevolution, and I borrowed the name uh, from the concept um, of, from the concept used in the fields of evolutionary biology and, and ecology. The other aspect of machine learning, as I mentioned mentioned it before, is that um, I use it to compose tango lyrics by training by training an algorithm to recognize word usage from about six thousand tango lyrics. The, the machine output its own lyric that later I integrated into an album of electronic music with, with remixed tango sounds. And this album named The Looping Thoughts that you can search it in Bandcamp or Spotify. So what I did is I, I read in my own voice the output of the machine and I integrate um, traditional tango sounds remixed with electronic music. Finally, and, and more recently, is the, the work I, I have done to detect the political leaning of five newspapers in Uruguay when they wrote uh, news articles about two political candidates running for president, for, for the presidency of Uruguay last year. So in this work, I analyze word usage and, and composition from about 530 news articles 
published all during 2019 and compare these articles uh, with the publications or the documents of governance for each political party. So when, when word usage is similar to one from a newspaper is similar to one political party document or the other, one could somehow um, guess, uh, somehow produce an educated guess on the political leaning on the newspaper. And I found this work interesting since there is uh, so much going on about media manipulation of public perception that having a rational approach to, to address or tackle the political leaning of a, on, of a media outlet, in this case, the printed press, um, is very important. So these three projects I just have described has a, a common ideology behind them. And, and, and this ideology is the use of technology, right? Perhaps the, the project sounds different from each other, but they have a unifying concept of using technology to join different interests I have. In the first project I described, I use technology to, to join science and art in particularly in particular plant genomics and computational art in the second project i use technology to 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 join um art with 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 politics art with with tango culture right and in the third project, I use technology to address the traditional aspect of my culture, which is tango with, with, um, with the modernity of today's life. Wow, your art really travels from data visualization to music to political analysis and everything in between, but always linked with technology. How is your creative process? So my approach, my creative approach, um, besides using technology to, to join different um, uh, artistic lines of inquiry or, or curiosity, is that they have several phases, right? The first phase is, is, is um, knowledge. What do I know about what I am interested in? Right. So uh, on top of that, I build a lot of knowledge by doing a lot of research, reading a lot of papers, books, try to 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 educate myself on, on the general context of what I am interested in. On top of that, I ask myself, OK, can I provide something new? To this question I'm interested in addressing then is okay if I can provide something new from an artistic and scientific per perspective the next phase is can I implement this project computationally right do I have the computational tools and knowledge and skills to make it happen after that is do I have the artistic tools or motivation or capacity to to express what I just implemented in the computer in a pleasing, in aesthetically pleasing manner, right? So that I can create an artwork that has a heavy research, scientific and technological component, but at the same time has a aesthetic sensibility and, and is something that could be considered pretty or beautiful or, or artistic, right? And then the last phase is, and perhaps that's the most difficult phase for me because I, I have trained myself as a scientist for so many years is how do I take out my creation into the real world, right? Usually in science, you, you are educated or trained to spend most of the time in the lab 
laboratory, right? And, and occasionally you publish your, your work or give a talk. And then as an artist, this is a kind of solitary profession, right? You're always create, creating in your studio. And, and uh, the last phase of my creative process is how do I take things out of the computer into the real world? You know, how do I take all the knowledge I have generated to, through the artistic project that was created? How do I take it out of my studio into into the street into people so one one clear example and perhaps uh, the most recent one is uh, I, I use my the paintings I generated using uh, artificial intelligence and I combine them with traditional apparel from from my country of origin so I produce a, a trouser who has an artistic design on it the the trouser itself is very traditional from the countryside of my country that is associated with the labor life on the countryside and by having this piece of apparel um, with an artistic design created with artificial intelligence it has a totally different look and feeling that you can use in, in urban settings and, and everyday urban life so that's a clear example of how of the effort I did in pushing myself out of the laboratory out of the, the studio into into the real life so that it can affect uh, people in, 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 in daily in daily usage right they have a trouser or a pant a pant they can wear and in that object there is it is embedded all these previous knowledge and 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 an artistic sensibility hmm. it sounds like a scientific approach to creation um you have knowledge contribution skill motivation and dissemination and all of those steps combines make a great art or music, or any other creation that you are elaborating. And going to the topic of our podcast, have you had any experience with IP, with intellectual property? I do consider intellectual property a crucial part of my creative process. Um, before before switching to 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 art full time, I had the opportunity to work uh, in the in the startup world for a short period of time. And during that that time of my life, I came into contact with with the intellectual property landscape. I had a, a primer before while a graduate student, in which I had to to patent uh, some of my work. And then during the entrepreneurial side of my of my life, I had. I had to come into contact and, and implement uh, things such as licensing agreement, trademark, copyright, and trade secrets, and, and again, dealing with the issue of should I patent my invention or not. So when, when I switch to art, I have all this previous knowledge to my service that in somehow I, it could guide my artistic creation when using technology and especially when, when using uh, material created by other people. Because in, in media art, it's very one of the techniques for creation is remixing other people's work. So I have done this very... It's, it's not my main work. I just done it a little bit for my um, album of electronic music. And this knowledge of, of copyright has guided um, my, my the implementation of my project in a way that I do not have to worry about infringing other people's um, invention. So for... So for other artists that do not, do not have uh, this knowledge, it is important that they, they seek advice for a legal professional so that they, these professional uh, people can 
can provide can provide a guidance to the artists as what is the the intellectual property landscape that could apply to them and and their artistic process. You sure have quite a perspective on IP from creating as a university member to creating as an entrepreneur and also now as an artist. So you truly have almost the full spectrum of the main IP areas that allow you to protect your work. Have you experienced anything negative regarding your work? It has happened to me in the past that some of my my digital artworks were, were being being sold in a Romanian and Indian websites. I think it was two years ago. So from that moment on, I, I decided to to not show my my digital paintings uh, full screen on my website. I just show a segment of them, and the people who are interested in in knowing about them, I, I privately show them the piece. So this would be kind of the, the 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 things that allow me to 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 act quickly because I have some knowledge of the intellectual property landscape. That's why it's very important to be vigilant of your work and who is using it for why they're using it for. You can also join collective uh, management societies that can help you capitalize on your work and commercialize it as well. Any final thoughts for artists? Any words of wisdom? Yes, my my advice for creators, innovators that are looking to develop, uh, protect and commercialize their inventions is that first um, have, have a, a medium to long-term outlook of your work. So are, are there any possible roads for commercialization? If there are, then you have to, if you know a little bit about intellectual property, you can... Um, act in advance right if you don't you i advise these persons to to seek legal advice as soon as they can so they can uh, have a roadmap right of, of their work in in the mid, in the medium to long term prospects so so they know what to do and how to do it because sometimes you may think that legal advice is expensive but if you do it on your own with, without the proper uh, guidance you are going to end up doing something wrong or it's going to cost you more money than than hiring a, a legal professional who who will uh, guide you to do things the correct way so so for artists it's, it's very important to have this understanding of licensing agreements in the case when when your work Um, wants to be used for other purpose than just hanging a piece of, of, of art on the wall, right? Like having um, your your visual output on labels or, or collaborations with brand companies and all sorts of, of uh, licensing agreements in which you have to perceive a, a, a monthly or annual income out of 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 a brand using your your creations so i would uh, really advise um artists artists to to seek legal advice if they can foresee that some part of, of their work could could have a commercialization uh, a commercialization path forward thank you so much martin for taking the time to answer our questions and for your advice have a plan for your art And if you need it, seek advice of someone that knows about IP protection. 
artificial intelligence and all these new technologies have opened a world of possibilities on creation, innovation that we are only learning to understand and learning to utilize. We have the privilege of living in historical times. Let's take the power that we have to innovate and to create along with the collaboration potential that we have has the fuel that we need to create a better reality where we all live in harmony. And so we come to the end of our episode. See you next Tuesday with a new guest and a new IP topic. Thank you for listening to Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law, plain talk about intellectual property. Did you like what we talked today? Please share with your network. Do you want to learn more about intellectual property? Subscribe now on your favorite podcast player. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Visit our website www.intangiblia.com. Copyright Leticia Caminero 2020. All rights reserved. This podcast is provided for information purposes only and should not be considered as legal advice or legal opinion.